I'm Mitch. I'm Keith. And this is the Layman's Term Show. The Layman's Term Show, where a couple lay people, not, not clergy, clergy, talk about where life and faith intersect and have some fun conversations. What's up? <laughs> What's going on? Here we are, back again. On a on a gloomy, rainy day. Hey, don't don't give it what, away. Some of my favorite. Don't Some of my favorite days. People may be listening to this on a sunshiny day. That's true. Sun, a great sunshiny day. So, do you like do you like the more gloomy kind of days or the more sunshiny days? Well, I love a good sunshiny day. Do I don't, you? I don't mind a I don't mind a rainy day either. Yeah, I like a nice I like a nice rainy. I wouldn't want a rainy. rainy wouldn't want a rainy day all the time. Hmm. My favorite thing to do, uh, my favorite thing to do is when you got a nice spring shower right um is to open up the the back sliding door and like lay down with like a pillow and just take a nap listening to that you know that nice spring shower little little thunder not nothing little close you know nothing close but little little, earthy little earthy smell wafting across the car yes you know and it's that i know people like have those um those uh, uh clocks or whatever that will do a lot of them will do the background noise or whatever to help them sleep. Sometimes like they've the got ocean. the, yeah, the ocean. So I'm sure there's like a rain shower, but it's different when you're, when you're, when you're feeling that like kind of cold air kind of hit you and that's that smell of that rain. They should somebody should really make. Um, and if you do, uh, I just want 0.1 percent of your profits. Uh, someone should make one that has the sound. And like the f- the fragrance that goes with the no, sound, because usually that uh... and a little mister. No, <laughs> there's like a there's a very specific like okay smell of rain, mm-hmm. but a lot of times my Northwest Missouriness, um, it smells like catfish. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could. I could I think that. catfish smell like mud, and you get mm-hmm. enough rain, you get mud. And I understand mm-hmm. that the mud here is very specific to here. It has to be. It's yeah. got the makeup of it. Its smell has to be very specific. Mm-hmm. But a lot of time, too much rain smells like catfish. Interesting. Not like fried catfish, or you know, just like a like just a, freshly caught, a fresh, wiggly right the, little catfish. Right. We used to um, fish for catfish in South Texas. They'd have these. Uh, they call them rasakas, which are like um, uh, canals through the f- farmland that you know they would feed the crops out of, right? But these things are big. I yeah. mean, ships can go down them and stuff, right? They're not like little. Uh, so we used to we we had one near our house, a couple blocks away, and we used to dump dog food into where we we're going to fish the yep. day before, right? So you the cheapest old Roy dog food you can find they don't like the good stuff is the, it gonna dry float or is it sinking sinks but right. is it is it like liquid out of a can no 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 no. the dry dry but, dry, but dry. it sinks but it sinks right so you just you just sprinkle that over where you're gonna fish we would do it off the bridge off the side of the bridge right and sprinkle a bunch down and then i mean we we would have um bait shrimp frozen bait shrimp and you just hook a little little piece of it right 30 seconds giant catfish and you you do that for hours i mean i think we got we caught and released right but uh, we're probably catching the same catfish over and over again but uh 
you I mean, you could go for hours and catch hundreds of catfish just just how I would not eat anything that would come out of one of those rasakas, but it was fun. Well, we used to catch them with uh because uh, we have the farm raised catfish in the farm pond mm-hmm. and you know, you feed them with the stuff that floats and they come up and eat. So then you put the little loops of the little cat food. Mm. And you put the little loops, little Cheerio things, onto the hook. <laughs> onto the hook. They just come or, up and grab put it. Put three or four on the hook and they'll float. <laughs> and they'll come up and grab it. Yeah. With the hook in it. Nice. Then you pull it out. Then we ate them. Then you They're ate delicious. Them. Uh, I'm not a big fish person. And um, I'm not a big, uh, if I was if I was going to eat fish, I would not eat a bottom dweller. A crab, lobster, catfish, anything that eats the leftover junk of all the other fishes is probably not my hmm. not my go-to people would say um pigs are are that for you know livestock could, could be yeah they'll eat anything right well I, i'm gonna goats kind of eat anything too right i don't know i've never never had one well i don't know that a goat i don't know that a goat would get into um um like i don't know the a goat would be like an omnivore, like a pig, like a piggly, sure. piggly meat. I don't know do goats eat meat. I don't, I don't know, but um, I don't think like they'll eat like a can if you leave it there, right? Like they'll eat anything. They'll try to eat anything. Yeah, they're just like, oh, this must be delicious. I don't know. I don't know. What do you want to talk about today, Keith? Because I think what where we were going with this <laughs> well we weren't going we anywhere. had we had a direction with well, this conversation we didn't have a direction but the other day we said oh you know what we should talk about what and we should do some research for it well we didn't do the research nope but sure what, didn't but i have my laptop here so we can do a little layman's research but we have all saints day coming up we do we do and i thought we could talk a little bit about all saints day yeah and most and i i would say um unless you're like heavily involved in church or go every week you may miss you may you know you may miss you may not know what all saints day is right yeah. like like if you if you're you know i would say a, a typical you know like hey bu- busy can't make it to church whatever don't see it you could go three or four years and miss an all saints day because it's only one time a year yeah and there's right? and there's historical there's historical um christian uh, roots to it mm-hmm. through Catholicism and, you know, there's uh, saints, but this is, you know, a lot of saints like have their own day, like St. Patrick. St. Patrick's right? Day. So, a lot of saints get their Dro- own day. Drove the snakes out of Ireland. Hmm. That's another conversation for another day. <laughs> I don't know that that's 100% accurate. Uh, <laughs> but um, this is for all saints, either known or unknown, or known only to God, saints. Mm-hmm. So... All of them. It's just a good day to just cover all saints. Now, I have a question for it's you. It's November first, by and, the way. And you may not, you may not know the answer because we're both laymen. So no, but that's why I said I can. We can. We can ask the internet. Where in the, someone in, will have answered this question accurately or sure. inaccurately. So the Catholic tradition yep. of being of being sanctified. There's like a whole criteria you yeah. got to go through to be a saint, right? Like, be, yeah. you have to perform a miracle. You have to uh, have have had one sign of the cross at some point or something. You know what I mean? Like, there and then post 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 death, something needs to happen to. I I, I don't no, I don't know these. I don't know the those exact. Are just, 
you don't have to meet all the criteria. Those are just certain. You have to meet certain criteria. I'll yeah. just put it that way. It's been a long time since Catholic school. So yeah, but like if your body doesn't decompose, that's like a yeah, criteria see, but, met, uh, right? Yeah, like, that's well. From my understanding, and this we're again we're laymen. We could be completely wrong about all this. Okay, when we probably are. But my understanding is you have to meet a certain amount of the criteria. So it's not just if one of those things happen, it's okay. a, a multitude of things happen. But we're talking about all sex. Right. So my question is, that's the Catholic kind of tradition, right? In the in the Methodist tradition, is there that we don't really have saints of this and saints of that, right? We just really look at we don't really go through the same like sanctification process. So yeah, so I was I did a little research, but like very little, very little. But you know what I'm reading here is that um, it's celebrated in honor of all the saints of the church, whether they're known or unknown, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a feast, and um, in Western Christianity, I love food. It's us here. Um, it's November first. And of our Protestant churches, Lutherans, Anglicans, and Methodist traditions. We celebrate it also. We do celebrate it. Um, And what I like about it is we take it as an opportunity to remember and respect and celebrate um, all those that have had, um, that that we've lost um, in the faith around us and have had, um, we remember the impact they've had on our lives, yep. the impact they've had on our community, the yep. impact they've had on our church, mm-hmm. um, honor, um, what they've given to, to the, the community and, um, have a day of remembrance. Yeah. So I, we do that here. We do that here at our church, mm-hmm. which is, this would be this Sunday, it's gonna not be the this. technical all saints day, but. Closest Sunday, closest Sunday to it. Yep. Um, and I just, I, th- I think it's a great tradition. I'm glad we do it. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think it's important to kind of reflect on um, our individual journey of faith. And then this day gives you the ability to reflect on uh, the people in your life that were the most impactful that maybe... Um, have steered you in a direction or maybe changed your mind about something or um, given you a good example of what it means to be a follower of Christ, right? Uh, So who do you think of? Like when you, um, you know, when you, when you're, when you're thinking about who's, who's Mitch's Oh, my grandpa, I have. um... And they can still be alive. I'm just saying, like, who's really influenced your your faith? No, I think grandparents are just a wonderful, um, my grandparents are just wonderful um, examples of um, living out, living out their Christian faith. Um, you know, through, through just the their honest approach to life and uh, moral obligation and um, leadership and um, living exemplar lives within the community yeah. and um, 
for a long time. Like right, I think right. that's the that's the um that I think that's to me that's that one of those hallmarks of um people I think of um on All Saints Day is is longevity mm. of you know because um what's uh um Eugene Peterson would say um in this uh, long journey in the same direction um, right mm-hmm. that dedicated faith that discipleship um is is that mark of a christian so that's mm-hmm. those are the folks i think of um at this time it's it's ones with longevity uh mm-hmm. and unwavering unwavering faith yeah. over um uh decades mm-hmm yeah, I think um, for me it it would be my um, my great aunt. Uh, she she we her name was Wilma, but we uh, we called her Ike because uh, when she was in grade school, they had a play and they didn't have uh, any men <laughs> doing the play, so she got to play a boy named Ike. And so everybody called her Ike from then on. Oh in my her goodness! Life, right. Um, so you know you, you could call her Aunt Wilma, you could call her Aunt Ike. She'd go by either. Well, anyway, she um, she spent a lot of her uh, youth in Oklahoma and in the Indian reservations, teaching uh, English and teaching Christianity. Uh, and she suffered like ten or eleven heat strokes doing this. Right. And the several of the last ones she lost. Like, use of, it was really uh, weird, too. It was, like, one arm and then the opposite leg, mm. right? Uh, and she was um, uh, very fun to be around uh, because she would lose, like, she would lose her train of thought. She would lose, like, a word, you know? Like, she would ask you to, she, she'd be wanting, she'd be making something and want you to get her a, a spoon or something to stir, right? And she'd be like, can you get the, uh, the, uh, the, and she couldn't come up with it. And so it was like a guessing game. Right. But every time you guess something that was wrong, she would get so upset because she, you know, she's trying to like put out this, this word. Anyway, uh, I just, I just remember she had, they, they both, um, my aunt, my uncle, but, but her had such a, a passion for helping people that like their house was this like revolving door for, for anybody that needed, you know, like, um, she had, uh, some painter friends that would get kicked out of their apartment cause they didn't have any money and they would just come and live there for a couple months. And then, you know, she, they, uh, she was a hairdresser too for a little while. And, um, like my whole family were hairdressers. And so she'd cut their hair and feed them and let them stay. And then they'd paint her something and <laughs> scratch up enough money to go get another apartment, you know, for six months before they got kicked out again. Uh, so it was just this like revolving door, of just this openness, you know. And so it was it was really nice. Um, that, so I, I definitely think of her when I think of it. Cause just because to your point, it's that, that lifelong uh, commitment, everything that has happened to her. She never, she never blamed any, like, it wasn't about, oh, poor me, I can't use my arm or whatever, right? It was just, it was just that, it was just a part of her and she overcame it and, and just continued to be herself, you know? 
continued to be a blessing to the world, no matter the situation. Yeah, no matter the situation. I think, I think that's, um, I think that's the struggle uh, for a lot of people. Right? Is uh, it's it's easy to be a blessing to others when things are going easy for you, mm-hmm. but the moment that things don't go easy for you, can you still? Do you do you retreat to that self centeredness, right? Of now I got to fix my situation uh, before you can then mm-hmm. be a blessing for others again, or do you just continue being you and being a blessing no matter what your situation is? You know, that's hard. Yeah, maintaining. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's hard. You know, it's 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 definitely um, uh, a struggle, and so that's what I th- I think of, and I think you know we're in the same page of like. That's that's who think of think selfless, about. selfless, selfless, people. Service. selfless, yeah. selfless, obedient um, Christians that joyfully are have selfless obedience, not begrudgingly, but just yeah, um, just ingrained in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, day after Halloween uh, is All Saints Day. Any coincidence there? That you pick the day after Halloween, because I mean it's definitely like well, Halloween is All Hallows Eve, right. so then All Saints Day is um All Hallows Day, mm-hmm. and then the day after, so then November second is All Souls Day. Is that right? Mm, I, th- I think that's right. So then you have you have all so if you back it up you have All Souls Day the day before that's All Saints Day the day before that is the Eve All Saints Day Eve also known as Halloween also known as Halloween <laughs> right. but then I think there's a blending of historically there I think there's a blending of stuff yeah I want I want to talk about um... because I don't know how we landed on November first. You know, like a lot of yeah. our a lot of our um, Christian religious holidays have um, interesting origins throughout history of how we like created a calendar and um, you know Roman Catholicism and the Roman Empire um, encompassed lots of peoples mm. and um, well cultural blending, a lot of cultural blending and a lot of. Um, procreation of different holidays, I guess. Yeah. Or celebrations. Yeah. Because, um, you know, these people would bring their traditions and holidays. Mm-hmm. And as a human species, who doesn't like to celebrate who and have a good time? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I haven't done a whole lot of research on it, but I don't think Halloween's strictly. I think there's probably a combination of things. It's not just. It's not just that. It's not just it, a cel- celebration sure. of the evening before All Saints Day. I, I do but, find it. I do find it interesting from just a um, cultural perspective of how so many so many cultural cultures see All Hallows Eve as a as a time for celebration and remembrance and. You know, remembering the people that have that have passed, right? Uh, and how America has now turned it into uh, dressing up and getting candy. Uh, don't we do that with everything, though? I mean, <laughs> I mean, Fourth of July, you don't hand out candy. Oh, I guess a parade, right? You throw out candy. 
um, I just I find that I find that fascinating that we've um, we've kind of changed we've kind of I don't want to say commercialized it because that's yes, too that's too benign right that's like everybody says well we just commercialized you know Valentine's Day for the flower business you know um, but I, I do I do find it interesting that we have taken a party and turned it into a weird party where people dress up like scary things. Well, hey, also we yeah. have Dia de los Mortes. Is right. that is that so I just looked that up. That's synonymous with the All Souls Day generally. Mm-hmm. So And that's a day of celebration. Yeah. Not of let me dress up like Frankenstein and scare some little kids. That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like where did where do we get from let's you know, let's celebrate, let's party and then to let's now scare children with spiders and creepy things. Well, I I do remember like a History Channel special like forever ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's um, that side of it has some Celtic root of um, light versus dark. Okay. Um, now, from my memory, I think that might from the History Channel special that I watched 20 years ago. <laughs> 20 right? years ago, right. But I think that may have... <laughs> um, the light and the dark um, may be part of where we get into the um, the scary... the the dark side of... Right, yeah, because even yeah. if you look at Halloween costumes today, you have the... You have the light and the dark, right? Like, sure. Like some, you're a Ghostbuster or some, or Super Mario, yeah. You know, some people, or Luigi, like, yeah. And then you're like a witch or yeah. Frankenstein or. But yeah, you can have Glinda the Good, or you can have mm. Elphaba. Okay, I want to hear. I want to hear your your best your Most best favorite Halloween candy. Halloween. So, no, ha- no, no. I want to know your <laughs> favorite Halloween costume. That you dressed up as growing up, what was your absolute favorite? As a man, as a kid, pre uh, all the way up to no wait. Here, let's ask the first question. When did you stop trick or treating? Trick or treating? Yeah, you going out dressed up with a bucket, getting candy. I went with, a, I went with some friends. I think in sixth grade. You're so lame. Might have been my last. Wow, my last trick or treating outing, where I was on the sole purpose of um, procuring candy. Uh, oh man, I was in I was in high school. I was my senior year of high school. Now here's not caveats before everybody starts groaning and yelling at me. Uh, I had le- a legit costume. I didn't just like pull out like my tennis racket, my my tennis uniform, be like, I'm a tennis player. Uh, and we waited until like 9.30 before we even went out trick-or-treating. Like you let the kids go, you let the little kids go and have fun. We would hand out candy at the house when the little kids started like, you know, wrapping up, got the high school friends together. We cruised some neighborhoods, a lot less house are, you know, lights on then at that point. But uh, I would say for the most part, People enjoyed it because we were all dressed up. 
And honestly, they were done with the candy anyways. And half the time, they would just dump the whole yeah, thing in here. Take the whole. Bite. Yeah, it's like nine thirty, bro. Here you go. Good, good costume. So it was, it was my senior year. That's pretty. That's pretty. I mean, it's pretty good. But what was your favorite costume? I don't know. I do you remember I, any I'm of them? I'm trying to remember back to what. Um, we were Ghostbusters one time, which was really awesome. Um, now, did your mom make any of your costumes? Yeah, I apparently, allegedly, I was the cutest little Peter Pan. <laughs> um, because they put me in green tights. Nice. Yeah. Um, Gonna need a picture. Which I then in turn um, replicated and did to my son when he was a baby. <laughs> um, oh, that's good. I shouldn't dress up Parker as Peter Pan. So, ooh, I might, yeah. Um. <laughs> I made the cutest little Peter Pan costume for Grant when he was Parker's age. Yeah, did you get felt and actually make a? No, I made thing? a. I had a. Uh, I had a green. Um. I had a green polo shirt, like a like a forest green polo shirt. Okay. Okay. Men's. Yeah. Large. Yeah. Turned, so it was big for him. I turned that thing inside out, yeah. put it on him, had him stand on a chair, and then pinned it up to yeah, fit him okay. like a uh-huh. like make it fitted. Mm-hmm. And then I ran it through the sewing machine and made everything smaller, and then pulled off the buttons and threw some leather through the yeah yeah through the, the collar, holes, yep. and then it hung down to you yeah know, mid mid past his knee. Well, then I just cut it yep. into the little, little triangles little or triangles. whatever. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> I felt real smart. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, my my mom made our costumes until like maybe maybe third or fourth grade, and then you know our what we wanted was so elaborate at that point it was hard to just just make. Um, but you remember He Man? Yeah. Okay. The the little wizard guy with the giant hat, like all he was was like a giant hat with some ears sticking out, and I, I believe the name is Oro. I'm pretty sure she made that hat for me, and it like you know it covered my body right. Um, so I went I went as Oro one year. Um, that was pretty. That was a pretty epic costume. I don't remember what I was one year, but uh, again it's Missouri, and on Halloween it's either. 90 degrees or freezing freezing cold. (laughs) Right. Um, And I remember one year uh, I was probably in second grade, maybe first or second grade. And it was freezing rain out, like freezing rain all day. Uh, My brother had the flu. My mom had the flu. uh, And I was begging my dad to go trick-or-treating. I mean, like begging. And he's like, dude, it's freezing rain. Uh, it's been, you know, it's been dark all day. Uh, nobody's come and ding donged us. Look out the door. Nobody's got their lights on. Right. And I'm like, I'm seeing like two houses with lights on and I'm like, come on, please. So they got me dressed up, got the, got the one piece, uh, suit that zips up, you know, for like the snow. Right. And I was literally like, um, a Christmas story where they get all bundled up and you can't put the arms down, you know? Uh, and so they just hung the, the, the bucket, uh, I think I made it one house down before I was like, it is too cold. Let's go home. So we, we turned around, went back home, and we just busted up the candy that we were going to give out, and we just sat there and ate candy. That's great. It was great. It was great. 
uh, it was great. Now this year it seems like it's going to be cold for us. So that's always, I, I don't, I like the cold Halloweens cause it makes me feel more in the, in the mood rather than, you know, like some 90 degrees you're sweating while you're trick or treating. Um, but it's just not as fun. There's not as much people out and that kind of, you know, the hubbub. And well, stuff. I mean, so you did the, you know, that one year that I went and trick or treated with a friend in sixth grade, that's the year, like I went into town in air quotes, <laughs> yeah. you know, and trick or treated with a friend in the, the neighborhood, town, yeah, yeah. right? The like, one in the town. Yeah. But like prior to that, we would, um, so we'd have our school party mm-hmm. and then on, and then we'd also put on our costume and we'd hop in the old family minivan and we would drive. 20 minutes to go see my grandparents. Oh, okay. So they yeah, can see yeah. the costume. Yeah. And then they have a little treat bag. And then we drive another 20 minutes to the other grandparents. <laughs> and they'd see our costumes with the treat bag. And we'd stop by an aunt's house or an uncle's house. Yeah. And then we'd go stop, you know, so we'd. You would we'd trick ha- or treat around we'd family. Trick or treat yeah. around family in the minivan on like a, you know, 150 mile road trip <laughs> on Halloween evening. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've thought about doing that with the kids, um, with the kids now. But like, one grandparent's forty minutes away, and the other grandparent's an hour and yeah. ten minutes away. So it's 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 difficult. Um, what I like about our neighborhood is that I come to your neighborhood every year. Yeah, you do. Uh, and what's great, and you'll attest to this, is probably only half of the houses will answer the door and give candy. The other half just leave it on the front step because yeah. everybody has kids. So everybody just kind of leaves the candy on the front step and then takes their kids out and you just kind of end up getting the, the candy from a bowl, you know? Um, the past couple of years, though, I've either either Shauna or I have stayed in the driveway and handed out because I really get a kick out of seeing all the costumes. Yeah, like and your neighborhood's great because there's like every fifth house, there's like a garage party going yeah, on. Yeah, lots and, of garage parties. You know, it's like, oh, th- these four houses in a row, there's just candy on the porch because yeah. all of those occupants are Our, at a bonfire in yeah, this driveway exactly. um, with lawn chairs. With lawn chairs, yeah. Uh, and then there's a dude that always gives out Hot Wheels. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh there's a couple houses like that where they'll give out instead of candy, they'll give out, you know, a Hot Wheel car or pencils or, you know, stuff that the kids really like. Uh so our neighborhood's great for for trick or treating. Um and a lot of people know each other, so you know, it's just it's it's great. But yeah, I get it. I get a, I get a I get a, I think I get a bigger kick out of um out of seeing all the other kids and their creativity that they have of costumes and stuff yeah and i think it's uh you know to bring it back um to bring it back like we had a we had a great um fall into fun festivities here mm-hmm. at the church we had a little trunk or treating right treating. which um i think the kind of the history of trunk or treating was like this alternative to the trick-or-treating like original church trunk or treats were these safe easy trick-or-treating that can Mm. be done on Halloween in the church parking Mm -hmm. lot. Well, ours has morphed into a great fall festivities that are, um, that's off the Halloween holiday. Yeah. But it's this great opportunity for the kids to, you know, dress up. It's in the afternoon. It's um, come through and everybody gets, so I loved our, our, yeah, fall festival trunk or treat thing. There's this awesome guy. They're giving out hot dogs. That was cool. (laughs) Um, But, 
um, dressed up like a hot dog. Dressed, he hot did. Dog. He did. Um, Ballpark Frank was his name. Um, but I think it's, I think it's a cool. Then on Halloween, like, it's the, it's great seeing all the kids from church out in town. Like mm. all the people you see trick or treat in the different neighborhoods here in town is wonderful too because yeah. it's you'll you'll even cluster up in little little moving church groups around town. And... <laughs> yeah. I I also find I also like um our neighborhood attracts a lot of the 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 more rural areas up north and west, you know. Um so you you'll get a lot of the minivan that's covered in gravel dust, right? That pulls up and then like 15 kids just like unpile out of it like a clown car and then they go up and down and stuff like that. So I think that's, that's pretty cool too, to see like, um, you know, that everybody kind of coming, like it's not just that neighborhood's kids kind of mm-hmm. to your point. Like, you know, I'm it's sure a community event. Yeah, it's a big community event. So I think that's, I think that's great. Now last question. Cause we're out of sense of time. Yeah. We, yeah. And, and I need to, I need to ask this cause it's, Nobody's it's highly still important listening anyway. No, so probably not far away. Uh, do, do your kids understand daddy tax? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. They pay, they pay their taxes. So, so I, I, I teach my kids that in life, whatever you earn, you have to pay tax on it. Right. And so for, um, Halloween, we have two rules. One, all the candy goes in a big bucket. It doesn't matter. Like those are not your yeah. Mike and Ike's, right? It's it's everybody's. We all gathered it together, okay? Uh, and then of course, there's uh, Daddy gets to pick what he wants first. Oh, really? Right out of it. Um, and I usually pick stuff they don't want anyways. I like milk duds, you know, and gobstoppers. Those are my things, uh, or Snickers. And so I, I I'll take a couple pieces of candy out of it as as Daddy tax. Um, well, anyways, um, so. One of the one of my kids, Piper, the middle one, was at school, and they were um, I forget what they were doing. They were doing something where they were getting they were getting candy or like whatever, right? And so she's like saving hers up or whatever, and the other kids started eating it, and they're like, "Piper, why are you eating?" And she's like, "Oh well, I gotta give my I gotta give my daddy tax first. So she wasn't <laughs> eating the candy, so she could come home. So well, anyway, these kids are like, "What's daddy tax?" destroyed the whole concept oh, really? for her. She's like, is this something you made up? I'm like, no, this is legit. Everyone should know this. So there's there's uh, adults out there not getting their fair share of the loot. I find this ridiculous. <laughs> and I don't even think, I don't even think my parents did it, to be honest. Like, I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember that it being a thing. I just remember like, as, as the kids got older, or as, as I had kids, it was like, Oh, you know, hey, look at that, you know. Oh, we're just pretty, we're just pretty communal with all the, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, like we dump it all the candy out. It's like, ooh, what's that, you know? Yeah. We go through the candy. Um, My wife goes through the candy and picks out the stuff nobody is going to eat anyways or stuff that like, you know, um, Parker's kind of allergic to some stuff. So she kind of puts that off to the side or yeah, whatever. Yeah, we've done the allergy. We've, we've done yeah. the allergy. So you kind of go through and you kind of sort the candy anyways. D- Daddy Tax big- was pretty Google. awesome in the early days of peanut allergy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I believe that. I now, believe like that. 20 pounds later, it's probably bad. <laughs> I- <laughs> well, that's it. 
That's all the time we got. All right. Well, everybody have a happy, safe holiday. And uh, hopefully we see some of you at uh, All Saints Day. and uh, Or we did see some of you at All Saints Celebration. And uh, have a safe Halloween. Yeah. Bye-bye.